2: Outside of Michigan, are you rooting for Jim Harbaugh on this one? Hey, welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. It is Maggie and Perloff. We're back. It's 2024. We're so excited to kick off an amazing year. But listen, if you're Michigan, you're thrilled. Nine years into this Jim Harbaugh tenure, you get to the college football playoff, a championship game, rather. They beat Alabama last night. It was Washington beating Texas in the other semifinal. Two really incredible games if you, you know, you're asking for close games, one-score games right at the end, edge your seat. I mean, the first game, Alabama-Michigan went to overtime, Pearl Off, and then the second game, you have Texas there with four shots at the end zone with about 20 seconds left to try to come back and make a, a furious comeback against Washington and it fall short. I mean, it's all you could ask for in a playoff. But now you have Jim Harbaugh, whose season has been just marked by – Scandal. I mean, just everything about this has been a negative headline. Not, this is nothing to do with the, the the players. Like the those young men, they deserve all of this. That this is nothing about them, but about Jim Harbaugh, a guy who's suspended twice during the season. Once was self-imposed. Once by the Big Ten. Now he's playing for everything. Like who in the right mind is rooting for Jim Harbaugh here?
4: Well, I, I don't actually think people are going to. Two sides here because nobody likes the NCAA. I mean, Jim Harbaugh's main enemy is the NCAA, and they're the most unlikable thing in all of sports. So I don't think you're gonna. Nobody hates Jim Harbaugh because of that. Maybe the sign stealing, the stuff about the illegal recruiting, all that. This, but I don't think I don't think people's opinions have changed. I think you either came in as a Harbaugh fan or you. I don't think this year has changed that.
2: Okay, but here's what I what I get bothered by. It's like, oh, storybook season. Like that, Michigan is the one who was disrespected, or somehow like Michigan is the one you know, where this is careening yeah. towards some kind of like fairy tale ending. No, no, no that's Washington. Mm. Washington has the awesome season here that could have the fairy tale ending. Last year, the Pac-12. I mean, Michael Penix, who you know, four year starter at Indiana, four year player at Indiana. Two knee injuries, one shoulder injury. Now he looks like he could be a first-round draft pick. Maybe he's a top-ten draft pick. You know, Kalen DeBoer, like, that's the story. Harbaugh and Michigan, to me, like, I don't think they deserve this. Like, they've been just mired in scandal. Okay, one against the NCAA, I get they're not popular. But the sign ceiling they brought upon themselves. No,
4: the sign ceiling is different. But I I think... Everyone knows Harbaugh is eccentric. He always has been. You look at San Francisco, he kind of blew it up on his own because right. he's such a big personality and he, he's an oddball and he wears the khakis and he says funny things and then he won't uh, shake the other coach's hands. You knew about the Harbaugh experience. I'm not sure anything this year has changed that. I think he's still Jim Harbaugh. I know the sign ceiling is a little different, but I, I honestly think if you were a fan of that kind of style, right. then you still are. If you're neutral, if you're not an Ohio State fan, obviously, sure, sure. you always wait. But I think if you like Jim Harbaugh's intensity, then you still like it. I, I know what you're saying logically there's no fairy tale aspect to this. It was all self-imposed. That being said, I kind of get it. It does feel like a movie script. Oh, my God. Can Michigan come back and win this thing? Okay. Because they, the way they beat Alabama was so unlikely in a yeah. sense. Alabama had that game. It just felt like Michigan has been down so many times. They blew the playoffs last year, you know, lost to TCU. It does feel like there's something a little magical here. I'm sorry. I know it defies logic. It shouldn't be. There's something magical.
2: Well, I mean, that's a funny way to, you know, describe magic. I I guess, listen, they were favorites last night, slight favorites over Alabama, they come in now, early look ahead to the college football championship game again. It's going to be Michigan and Washington. If you're just waking up, if you didn't stay up for the second game or whatever, it was Washington who hung on to win and beat Texas. And they opened as, I believe, a four-and-a-half-point favorite over – Yeah. Oh, uh, over um, – Michigan over Washington. I think the 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 storybook story this the Cinderella story if you will. If, are any of these teams Cinderellas, they're such powerhouses, but to me the real the real magic is with Washington. The Michigan stuff to me, I really can't get behind it because first of all, I think Jim Harbaugh is also leaving to go to the NFL. And I think it became more apparent or even more likely that he's going to go to the NFL after yesterday. Going to the championship game, finally breaking through after three seasons in the college football playoff semifinals. He gets to the championship game. I think it makes it even easier for him to leave.
4: I totally understand what you're saying. I I agree. It is easy for him to leave. If you're an NFL team and you watch last night's Michigan game, though, say you're the Chargers. Is that what you want?
2: Well, the Chargers will take anything they can get. I said they'd be lucky to get Belichick. I mean, they'd be double lucky to get Harbaugh. I, they're, I think all these NFL teams don't know their you-know-what from their elbow, some of the really bad ones, and they would love to have Harbaugh come in as a culture
4: setter. Uh, as a, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just feel, I feel like that was a pretty anemic offense last night. I'm not sure... I would rather go for the Lions offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, or somebody like that. I, I'm not sure I saw a cutting edge NFL offense last night. And let's be honest, teams have been looking at Harbaugh the last three That's or four true. years, interviewing and they haven't been high on him. I mean Minnesota could have hired him. A lot of teams could have hired him and they haven't. So I'm not sure I'm not sure what this all means. Like is he gonna be a hot prospect on the coaching circle? I I think I'm, so. You think so? Like, I think you
2: have desperate NFL teams. He hired Don Yee, who is an NFL agent, yeah. Sean Payton's agent. I mean, follow the breadcrumbs here. I think Harbaugh also – I think Harbaugh has got to be thinking, all right, now I made it to the college football uh, championship game. Now I'm going to have the NCAA breathing down my neck.
4: I well, do you like, think I that answer that Harba- for all this Connor yeah.
2: Stallion's crap.
4: But do you think Harbaugh is a hotter candidate now than he was last year, for example? Last year he was coming off a Final Four appearance – and he didn't have all the scandal with the sign ceiling. I would think he'd be a better candidate last year.
2: I still think he's going to... It, it all depends on which openings are there. Right, you because know, he's Minnesota got that clearly problem. clearly wanted well, to go in a different direction.
4: Well, he's got that problem where he doesn't get along with GMs. Right. So you have to have the right situation. Maybe he is a hotter candidate right now, but I do think it has to be the right spot. I think there are a lot of teams that are immediately no on Jim Harbaugh because maybe, of the structure.
2: Maybe, but we have an average of, what, eight openings in the NFL a year? I mean, I, I think somebody is going to take the chance on him, and I think that he's been showing that he is interested in leaving whether that was for contract negotiations or whatever it was but I think that him winning yesterday beating Alabama in a game where to be frank if you're Alabama I think you're sick over this you were in overtime you had you had the weapon in Jalen Milrow that yes is an experience to watch Jalen Milrow play I mean this whole season it was like last night's game was a microcosm of the whole Jalen Milrow experience like A guy who's played poorly enough to be benched earlier in the year, then redeem himself, then have an all-time high moment in the Iron Bowl, then go on to beat Georgia. And last night, it was like the full mixed bag experience of Jalen Milrow. And finally, at the end, the issues of snapping the ball, the offensive line could not all get on the same page. It's a low snap on the final play of the game and Jalen Milro runs the ball right into the teeth of the Michigan defense. he gets stopped game over.
4: Well, one thing about Milroe last night he had no pocket to do that. He's been having two or three big throws a game. Fifty-yard passes. There was no chance last night. They did, they they had no time for those plays to develop. So you took away their main offensive weapon. I mean, Milrow's lines not bad. I think he was sixteen for twenty-three, one hundred sixteen yards. He didn't he missed a little screen pass that wasn't going anywhere anyway he wasn't terrible as a passer but did you i don't even remember that many pass plays it felt like it was Milrow run or nothing yeah. because there was just no protection the offensive line is young and huge and talented and you could see in the second half that they started to push on michigan and run the ball i felt like they should have been doing that the first half they they seemed to have the wrong offensive game plan in the first half. Figured it out in the second half, and then you're right. They kind of blew an opportunity.
2: Totally. And here's the thing: in the first half, you know, Milro took what six sacks or five sacks in the first half. I think five. It was five in the first yeah. half. I mean, you were in third and eight. Every every drive every play it felt like you were yeah. you know every drive it felt like you were third and long third and long I mean what do you think Michigan's going to do they can pin their ears back at that point their best unit is the pass rush and they were able to get home now to Alabama's credit they figured some things out in the third quarter and then back to Michigan's credit. Despite all the special teams miscues, which really is one of the headlines to take away from this Michigan game, right after the fact, right after you write or say Michigan won and is going to play in the championship game, the next thing you have to say is special teams errors nearly cost them this game. And yet in the moment when they needed the drive, it was the stars of the team that stepped up. It was Blake Corham. It was Roman Wilson. It was amazing.
4: Yeah. I mean... It wasn't actually, it wasn't a great Blake Corum day. Everyone was saying, I mean, he had 83 yards with a lot of carries, he was good. And JJ McCarthy left some points on the field. There was a couple throws. There was a third down throw where he threw a foot behind the guy. He caught it. There was one on the sideline where he must've missed a guy by 20 feet. I, I'm not quite sure how good JJ McCarthy is. It's he's Mel Kuyper's guy in the draft. He, here's a guy who's going to be the number five pick in mock drafts earlier in the year. But the way Michigan's offense plays, he doesn't get to show off his arm like that. We know the physical talent. I don't know if I trust him. I mean, I, I watched that game yesterday. Did you come away from that saying, oh my gosh, this is a national championship quarterback? No, I almost Michael said Penix
2: you, will be the better quarterback right? in I that alm- game. Sure.
4: I almost said Michigan wants to protect it. Their quarterback by running the ball a lot. That's why I came away saying like if Michigan wants to they want to slow down the ball, they do not want to get in a shootout where McCarthy's gonna to have to make all the throws.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, yeah, they probably do want to slow things down quite a yeah. bit because they're gonna be outmatched. If it's if you're looking at McCarthy versus Penix, it's not even a question, right? I mean, oh, Penix yeah. is the better quarterback there. A five five, two one two, four CBS. A five five, two, one, two, four, two, two, seven. Um did we just watch Nick Saban coach his last game at Alabama? The way he talked about this team, I think he's not just saying it. I think he probably is more proud of this team than uh, some of the other juggernaut teams that he's had, right? I mean, the adversity that they faced earlier in the season, benching Milrow, um, you know, being as low as what? Eight? They were lower than eighth, right? In the stands, did they get lower than eighth? Or like they They were hovering... You know, almost outside of the top ten. To come back to beat Georgia, to beat out Auburn the way they did, frankly, and then to beat Georgia and to be back here and then be one play away from getting back to the college football championship game. I believe he thinks this is his best, you know, most memorable team or you know the team he's most proud of. What are we doing here? Like, if you're Nick Saban, you just went through this roller coaster ride with quarterbacks. Your legacy as the greatest football college football coach of all time doesn't change with another title and it also doesn't change if you have like to win a title and ride off into the sunset. This is like Belichick. Belichick listen, you've made your decision. whether you think Belichick was responsible or I think Brady was responsible for all that success in New England, people will say that Belichick is the greatest NFL coach will maybe you know obviously the most decorated. Nothing like Belichick having a bad season here doesn't change his legacy, in my opinion. He still gets all the respect in the world. Nick Saban making it to the college football playoff. Hell, that was incredible considering where they were back in September. What more does he have to prove?
5: It is weird that it felt like Saban, even amongst all the mistakes for him, maybe not for other coaches, but for him, he was so zen. Like, I was waiting for the saving explosion True. after one of these miscues from Milrow, the fumble, the bad snaps. And even when those guys were coming to the sideline, he's kind of just calmly good talking job. to them saying, yeah. hey, you know, let's get it together. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, And I'm like, what is wrong with him? <laughs> like, like well, That's he... not necessarily a bad thing. I think it was actually good that he wasn't, like, losing his mind because I think the players knew that they were still in the game and it kept them in the game. But, like, it was very odd just kind of how, like, Satisfied, content, but he, he has been be blowing up a were. lot this year.
4: It's not like he it's, that has not been a year long trend. He's been chewing guys out left and right. I he's, think he, I, there he was, was one last kid, night. I think he was savoring last night. It. Yeah, he but was
2: savoring it last night. I think there's a reason why
4: he's had a lot of sideline blowups this year. He's been particularly well pissed I, off, <laughs> to be honest.
2: I think you also have to coach the team you yeah. have right. Yeah. If you have to know, and this is what coaches, the great ones are so good at, you need to know when a guy needs a hug and when he needs a kick in the butt. And I think he realized that this team might not, or maybe, we'll just talk about a quarterback, maybe quarterback in this offensive line, maybe they don't respond well to publicly getting aired out on the sidelines, stuff like that. I know he has been uh, frustrated with them in, in the past, but there was part of this to me that I think Saban, like mm. DJ's point, a little content. With, nothing wrong with that. That's not a criticism at all. Just a little something where I was like kind of savoring it. I don't think he wants any part of the NILBS.
4: Oh, no. And- I don't know. I think there is, I've read a story about how Alabama has mastered the NIL, which is so funny because Saban, typical Saban form has been killing it. they recruiting classes. The last two have been insane. And they have this young offensive line filled with future NFL guys. I don't know. Okay. I'm not sure this is, it, maybe Saban does retire. I understand what you're saying, but there's a good reason to think that they could be right back.
2: So here's, I think where it's not just NIL, it's also transfer portal. And it never ends. Like, you're a college football coach. It's a 365, you know, day a year job. But you get no downtime anymore, right? Because right, are right. this you're is con- Nick
4: Saban. What what downtime is there? <laughs> well, He's did, never that, had downtime. He went to
2: Italy last year with his family, right? I was like, oh, that was a crack in the armor. But here's the thing. <laughs> how dare you take a vacation, coach? But I think this is it. It's like you are not only constantly out there recruiting high school every other roster in college football and you're constantly re-recruiting your own roster which is different because now you've got to keep the try to keep and fight off and fend off all the vultures who are trying to get at your roster meanwhile you're being a vulture on someone else's roster i just think it's it's all not if i were him i mean i'm not listen he's got a, a, a insatiable urge to win and keep going and that's great there was just something about this year specifically that felt like, yeah, could he just walk away? What's well, another got, national title going to do for Saban? Like he's already put so much distance between himself and the next guy.
4: One thing is, I don't think he needs to protect too much on his roster. <laughs> I mean, he certainly doesn't have to protect those wide receivers. Any team wants those. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Okay. And also his two best defensive players are going to the NFL and you generally don't pocho linemen, especially from Alabama. So I, I'm not sure that it's, he's, a am telling you, I've been reading about Alabama recruiting, like, they have figured this out. A typical Saban fashion. Like if he wants to come back, he's going to have a really good team. Because I think they can build around Milro. I, I do question Tommy Reese as the offense coordinator. Just and I think Bill O'Brien probably cost him a couple titles by being a bad offense coordinator, just my opinion. I, I think that they 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 can figure this out. If Sabin Sabin's not done. If he wants to come back, I think he knows he can win at a high level because this was supposed to be a rebuilding year. They lost Bryce Young, and look, they're in the final four.
2: Eight five five two one two four CBS eight five five two one two four two two seven. So the college football championship game is set. It will be Alabama, excuse me. It will be Michigan. Part of me, Michigan will face the Washington Huskies. So two things there. One was this Nick Saban's last game as the head coach of the Crimson Tide, and two, are you rooting for Jim Harbaugh? I mean, the Michigan players. This is not about the players, but really in a season where Jim Harbaugh was suspended for six games. This is the Cinderella story? Like, this is the Hollywood ending? No. Uh, no. The Hollywood ending goes to Washington. They're the ones who should be getting really, like, they're the ones who should be getting the Hollywood script. Michigan, on the other hand, is surviving scandals, yeah, well, self-imposed.
4: Yeah, but if you're going to make a movie out of either of these teams, you're not making a movie about Michael Pettix or Roma Dune Day. It's awesome to watch, but the movie is Michigan. Hollywood. If Hollywood wanted to invent a college football team, they would get the one in Ann Arbor this year, for sure.
2: What, as the villains?
4: As something, I don't know. There's just never been more drama around a college football team. They are, they are fascinating. Washington's a great story, I agree. They, I guess they're the Cinderella here, but Michigan is the Hollywood script. I mean, if I told you that Jim Harbaugh was going to be miss six games and like some guy with a mustache was going to be on the sidelines stealing signs, <laughs> you're telling me that wouldn't make a good movie? It's the
2: Hollywood script was Sopranos? We're rooting for the bad guy now. I mean. Well, listen.
4: I mean. Watch any college football documentary. You're not rooting for the good guy. There's that, You know, that's true. You know the, the Swamp documentary, Johnny Manziel. Like, yes, this is going to be a great documentary. There's no great documentary about the Huskies.
2: Okay, but we don't have to even wait for all the real dirty laundry to get aired out for Michigan. It's all right here. We witnessed it all season long. Are you still rooting for Jim Harbaugh?
4: All that we know. <laughs> yeah, and that's just the stuff we
2: know. Good point. 855 cbs 855 4 Two, two, seven. The chat is mixed. YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. Whether you are rooting for Jim Harbaugh. Got a couple. Like pine needles. Sorry, Maggie. I am rooting for Jim Harbaugh. Me, not so much. 855-212-4227. Coming up, lots more to do, including NFL playoff scenarios Heading into the final week of the season. You want to talk about drama? We got that for you on the professional side too. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio.
3: An empty backfield, low snap, quarterback run up the middle. Yeah! He's not going to make it! He's not going to make yeah! it! Yeah! Nowhere close as the Michigan defense stops Jalen Milrow and the Wolverines <laughs> will play Go
4: for the national Mary. championship one week from tonight. All right, the Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union who proudly serves the Armed Forces, DOD, veterans, and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Can we make the entire Michigan defensive line Defensive Player of the Week for that heroic stand on that last play, even though the snap screwed everything up for Alabama anyway? But uh, I'm not sure because it feels like the NFL was weeks ago, even though it was two days ago. Yeah. Usually I go NFL I don't know if you can make it a whole defensive line. You're, do you have a, a favorite for this week's defensive player of the week, Maggie? Well, I was
2: going to say, it could be if you just want to go with a single person, maybe it's Elijah Jackson from last night, swats the ball away from A.D. Mitchell. But I think you'd have to give it to the Michigan defensive front. Six sacks in this game, five in the first half.
4: What about the, the usual suspects in the NFL? I I Micah Parsons has been good and Miles Garrett has been good, but I don't remember them being so dominant this week. You know week.
2: what's going on here. Yeah. This is going to be so EJ picks the defensive player of the week and yeah. we have to guess who it is. This is how he's gonna get oh, the Ananobi into the into the no, show. No, no, no,
4: no. It's uh yeah, no, you can't do that. It's <laughs> a, I know who it is. Because I would talk about this guy with EJ before the show. Roquan Smith.
2: Oh. (laughs) EJ is Perloff, right?
5: Perloff is not right.
4: Oh. Oh, So, the
5: defensive player of the week this week is Tyreek Stevenson of the Chicago Bears, Ah. who had two interceptions in their 37-17 win. Tyree Stevenson doesn't get a lot of praise because they have Johnson on the other side who is a stud at corner. But Tyree Stevenson, uh, I think second-year player out of Miami. Shout out to the U. Always got to rep the U. Had an awesome game on Sunday. The Bears defense has really turned it around since they got Montez uh, uh, Sweat. So I'm going with Tyree Stevenson.
4: Beating Atlanta outside in a little bit of snow. Come on. That that even should count. He had two interceptions in the game. Yeah, I know. Again, it's an Atlanta team that had no interest Ritter, in being Heineke, outside Heineke, of the Heineke, cold.
2: Ritter. I mean, uh, does the, do the Falcons finally understand? It doesn't matter who you have you He out
4: intercepted there. both quarterbacks.
1: <laughs> 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 it's worth it
2: for defensive player. And actually, you know, this is interesting because the Chicago bears did clinch the number one overall pick. We're going to talk about NFL playoff clinching scenarios in the final week of the season. But one thing that has been determined is Carolina is the worst team in the NFL. We knew that they will hand this number one overall pick to the Chicago bears. And now the draft in 2024 for the NFL got infinitely more interesting because what do the bears do now? Justin Fields looked very good in that game against Atlanta, but again, you're right. You're playing the Falcons outside in yeah. the snow. What do you think the Falcons are going to do? Like, the, of course the Bears are going to win that game.
4: And the other thing, too, I think Matt Eberflus has got enough wins here that he's going to keep the job. So is that he,
2: right? They've won three I, of their last four, but are we sure he's keeping the job? I think he is. Oof, I don't know. Uh,
4: what are they, seven and nine right now? Yep. I, I don't know. If they're 8-9 and nine around the season, can you fire Matt Eberflus? Definitely.
2: I mean, especially if you're going to keep – I think if you keep Fields, you fi- fire Eberflus. And if you fire – if you decide to trade uh, Fields and you go with number one overall pick, whether it's going to be Caleb Williams, whether it's Drake May, whoever, I think Eberflus is gone no matter what. I don't know about the quarterback. Really? Okay. Actually, I do know about the quarterback. Fields is going to be gone. I'm saying it now.
4: Okay, I think Eberflus is back. I think – I would lean – Field is back, although I'm not sure. Because there's no, no one's trading for him. Why not? Because he's got a contract coming up.
2: Okay, but I...
4: People wouldn't trade for Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Why are they going to trade for Justin well, Fields?
2: Some, I mean, I know it was well, the Carolina what? Panthers. They traded, they got Sam Darnold, who was, you know, picked up the fifth-year option on him and got gave the Jets a second-round pick. There are people out there who would trade for Justin Fields. Well, and by the way, what? you might be getting a good player here, and that might not be a bad idea. Like, say you are the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Right? Trading for Justin Fields might not be a terrible idea here. With yet.
4: the number nine pick?
2: Maybe. I mean, all wow. the quarterbacks could be off the board. You know how the draft works.
4: I'd be shocked.
2: Jaden Daniels Why is not going to this... be sitting there at nine. I don't think Michael Penix might be there at nine. If he keeps playing, if Penix plays the way he played last night in the championship game and wins, he might play himself to be a top five pick.
4: Yeah, I, I linked him to Atlanta at, actually at number nine. Penix would be great there. Throwing those lobs to yeah, Drake would. London be great. But I I don't think, I think the contract will sort of limit his value in the trade market. I'm not sure it's quite that simple. I, I, I think this could be tough. Spot. I don't think, you know, if you're bringing in Caleb Williams as number one pick, are you saying they're going to go Lincoln Riley over this? because otherwise what kind of, what kind of hire are you making here?
2: I don't know. Maybe this is where you're trying to lure away the lions offensive coordinator or something like that. Like, I know it'd be tough because it's in the division, but we've seen crazier things. I think that you if you have fields, let's talk about the contract. So they yeah. have to decide if you want to pick up the fifth year option after this third year. Right. It doesn't guarantee that he's gonna make a hundred and fifty million guaranteed. Yeah, you basically fifth taking a two is year no flyer. Big deal. Yeah. It's like twenty million.
4: But they're they're seven and nine. So? With a bad team.
2: But who are they beating? Like I not- totally
4: understand, but I just think that, that you know how owners and and, man, and there have been coaches who've done a lot worse who have kept their jobs. I just think Iberflue seems to be going in the right direction. I tell, Three weeks ago, I would have said he's gone. But I see momentum. I think t- owners and GMs think this way. Hey, they're seeing something developing here. And Honestly, you here's the problem also you with the Bears. You can't
2: fool yourself, though. But
4: you, everyone knows what will happen. If you bring Caleb Williams to Chicago, that is a recipe for disaster. Because anybody puts that C on their helmet, all of a sudden forgets how to play quarterback. I just think that that's a big risk to let Justin Fields go to bring in Caleb Williams. I, I just see that possibly completely imploding. So
2: you think that Caleb Williams would be bad there, but you think Justin Fields can succeed?
4: I think you need a guy like Justin Fields there. He's I, I think I, I honestly like Caleb Williams is going to be the next Patrick Mahomes in the sense he's going to throw for 5,000 yards. And just, I just feel like if I'm, I don't even know if Caleb Williams wants, wants to go there. I, I think this is not a no brainer that Caleb Williams is the Bears quarterback. next. It just doesn't feel right to me.
2: Well, it doesn't feel right. I think with this head coach and there, another reason why yeah. I think that Justin Fields will be gone. This could be, now, I hope for Fields that he has a great career and goes on and proves everybody wrong or whatever, but you might be trading him at his apex right now. Like, you do have this positive momentum. It does feel different than it did two months ago. Like, this could be the time where you can actually flip Fields. You might be able to get something for him that's legit, and you never have to worry about being the team that passed on Caleb Williams.
4: Yeah, I mean, that being said, there's also a lot, of, yeah, it's not done. We don't know that Cale Williams is going number one. I'm not sure he's a Trevor Lawrence surefire number one pick that he used to be. You know how this is. Everyone right now has quarterback one, two, three with Cale Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels. There's a long way until the draft in Detroit. I I think I'm not sure it's going to end up that way because we get so high on quarterbacks and then different things happen. No,
2: they do. But I think the only thing that changes is it goes quarterback one, two, three, four. Not that all of a sudden quarterbacks are falling out. We know what the draft process does, guys. It pushes quarterbacks to the top. Because if you're going to take a guy at 10, you might as well take him at 4. You know, that that's the math that happens. If you like him at 16, you might as well get him at, at 6. And if Michael Penix has another great game in the college football playoff uh, championship, rather... I think he's going top five. Andrew Bogish is here. He's got headlines.
0: Hello again. So Alabama's center and Michigan's punt returners played like they were afraid having to wear a singlet to work this week. The Rose Bowl... Wait a minute, no. this
2: week? <laughs> hold <laughs> up, easy,
0: hold there, up. Polish. At some point soon. No. Uh, the Rose Bowl was not always pretty, but it was dramatic with Alabama rallying for a fourth-quarter lead, only to see Michigan tie the game with 94 seconds left in regulation and then strike first in OT.
3: KJ takes the snap, hands it off to Corham, outside to the 15, hesitates to the 10.
4: by Corham inside the 5! by Corham with an outstanding run! Touchdown, Wolverines!
0: That's Doug Carr. strike. From Learfield, Coram caught a touchdown in regulation. Now he puts the Wolverines ahead for good on the ground after they tackled Jalen Milrow on fourth down from the three, Michigan won 27-20, finally reaching the national title game on their third straight CFP appearance. Coram finishing with 118 scrimmage yards.
4: I'm happy, but I'm not like super happy. I'm right in the middle, you know, because I know the job's not finished and uh, I know we had to prepare for Houston. We're
1: a little sloppy today. Um, But we'll fix that up, and uh, we'll be ready
4: uh, come Monday.
0: Monday night in Houston against Washington, who survived Texas in the Sugar Bowl, 37-31. That's 21 consecutive wins for the Huskies. This one included 430 yards and two scores from Michael Penix. And the defense denying the Longhorns on four plays from inside the 15-yard line in the final seconds. Kaylen DeBoer has Washington in position for its first national title since '91. Obviously, I'm proud.
3: Proud of uh, the way our guys um, every single week uh, bring everything they've got. It doesn't just happen on game days.
0: Perloff mentioned this nugget already. Washington has won its last ten games decided by ten points or less, the longest such streak since 1936. Do now, we
2: double down on the singlet bet?
0: Yeah. I was, got a phone number for, for you guys to call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just, I got them saved. <laughs>
0: like a dry January means no no bets for you guys. Well, February and March, too. <laughs> <laughs> so dry spring. The
2: the bet is EJ and I thought that Alabama was going to win this game, and we were wrong. So we have to wear a wrestling singlet of our choosing, Perloff thought that Michigan would win. He's right, so he doesn't have to wear the wrestling singlet. That's what was on the line. And I'm wondering if maybe there's a double or nothing that I can What is the you.
4: double or nothing though?
2: You know, something about
4: that's a, Washington. This, <laughs> this is a close cousin of Maggie trying to bet uh on the bills with the spread,
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm just you know cracking the door open like the Michigan special yeah, teams I, here. I,
4: I'm sure I would,
5: that's I gonna, gonna go crack down one. on the hedge from Maggie. But look, I'm trying to get out of this anyway as well, so I'm <laughs> yeah. open to all opportunities. Yeah, so. honestly, both. Good luck with that, guys. When
2: he's like, you gotta wear the singlet this week. I got crunches to do, man. I got squats <laughs> to get to. I gotta get to the gym.
4: Okay, I here's the double down. Okay, you have to wear it the whole week. Oh no! Whoa!
2: Ah!
0: Are you guys going to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. I'm the, not wearing it there. Okay. Because you want to, the to know why?
2: It. Here's why. Because last year, when we were in the afternoon slot, mm-hmm. just quickly, story time, I lost a bet to one of our great friends and callers, Nick in Texas. Uh, I lost an Oregon bet. So I had to wear a duck costume. Then we just had the duck costume hanging around. We decided to do something with it. I became the advice duck. People used to send me questions and I would answer them as the duck. Mm. Why a duck?
0: Who Nobody knows. knows. Who cares. doesn't matter.
2: We would do it on Fridays. So Super Bowl comes around. What do you do? Well, mm. you take the duck suit with you to Phoenix is what you do. And then you wear the duck suit on radio row. And who walks into the building? Who is it? Doug Williams or something. Like, <laughs> and it's just like, what is going on? Why is this woman wearing a duck suit? And uh, uh, most of my pride evaporated at that point.
0: So you don't want to double down on if. You're wrong again. You were the leotard at Super Bowl. Keep calling Lidre. it a
2: leotard. <laughs>
4: no, I know yes. you're Please, doing. you
2: uh, That feels a
4: lot better for my pride. The double
2: down is do I wear it on Radio Row?
4: Actually, EJ, oh, if you boy. want to dress like a ballerina, I'm there for that too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
2: pass. We'll do Swan Lake. Uh, let me think about that.
4: I right. tell you, there's what I saw a ballet. I saw the Nutcracker over break EJ. There are advantages to being a male ballerina. You get to pad down there. <laughs> <laughs> that was your takeaway from the Nutcracker? Well, you can't miss it. The, think it the, the junk is in your face. <laughs> How many Philly socks are in there? <laughs> <laughs> like, thank God I'm not in the front row. Uh,
2: it's like junk's in the face, like you're sitting in the last row.
4: <laughs> I, I was notable. <laughs> it, it was notable. The uh, yeah, knuckle anyway. on. What's going on? <laughs> uh, uh, no, yeah.
2: Is that a thing, by the way? Male ballerinas?
4: Yeah, male? Definitely. Why? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's called Barishnikov. What are you talking about?
2: Yeah. He was padding?
4: Yes, they I, wear gigantic, huge pads in their pants.
2: I thought it was like a cup, this like, so I didn't get kneed. Like, i take how a you knee. Need,
4: how would you get kneed in ballot?
5: How would you get need?
2: Uh, there's legs the everywhere. Maggie's yeah. off
5: because it's mean, of single bed. the <laughs> yeah. second no, Bogus is leotard. It's just she loses have, it. We need, get of, we need to out. We need get leotard out of the Wait. out of the diatribe right now. You have
2: people leaping all over the place. You're you're picking women up. They're pointed toes with wood in the yeah. in the point of the toe. I thought yes. it was for safety. Wood. Yeah. I, so, I
5: just feel like if you're if you're if you know what you're doing, you can't you you can't
4: wear a cup. Like, okay, but but guys, that's what they're
2: wearing though, right?
4: But they're, so they're doing it for vanity. Is that a cup? Actually, I don't even know. I don't know.
2: I I know nothing about male ballerinas. She
4: didn't know they existed until a minute ago. I know they
2: exist. I just That's as far as You guys
4: ever see the movie Billy Elliot? Great movie about a male ballerina.
2: No, I saw Black Swan, though.
4: That's a a slightly
2: darker turn.
4: Some of Bilotti's favorite scenes are in Black Swan. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. It's off tomorrow <laughs> Not watch Mila, Mila Kunis and uh, <laughs> yeah. I
2: forgot another woman. Natalie Portman.
4: Natalie Portman, Natalie Portman. There there you Portman. Thank mm-hmm. you. Everyone says Black Swan. Everyone's, every male's mind immediately goes to that scene. Let's just be honest.
2: Yeah, here. I think the women are also thinking about that scene too. What yes. other scene would I be thinking
3: about?
0: <laughs> Anywho. Anywho, uh, on a more serious note, some of us can't even say the name of the restaurant. Chipotle? Others love and respect it so much that they eat there every day. Nets for Mikhail Bridges says he has eaten Chipotle every day for the last decade. It's too fire to not have it every single time, so they don't
5: disappoint. Uh, and here's his <laughs> wow. usual order. So, my bowl order: I get white rice, no beans, double chicken, medium and mild salsa, corn and lettuce. Oh, I used to get the hot salsa. I don't know if y'all know that hot salsa. I don't know what they did to it in this past couple of years, but I'll just take one bite. i just be like, just chugging water, and it still ain't helping. it just be like painful eating a bowl. You no, know, I felt soft because I love spicy food, and I'm just like, bro, I've been eating this hot sauce for all these years. Recipe to the hot salsa.
4: Rest in peace to the hot sauce. But by the way, he's a multi-millionaire NBA player. He can't afford guac, too. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I always. I by the way, I'm on, still on jury duty. If anyone was curious about that, oh my, you we were gosh, curious. About it, you're by the way, still
2: on jury duty.
4: But there's a Chipotle right next to the jury what? duty, what? so I, I've had it three <laughs> times oh, in jury oh, duty. He, he tried to say that so fast.
2: Yeah, I've had it.
4: Wait, what do you mean?
2: You you breeze by the name of the restaurant.
5: Oh, I still can't <laughs> say it right. Yeah, you I know. know. We 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 all confirmed that.
4: Uh, Ten seconds. Ago. <laughs> but don't you guys order guac except worry about the price? Because if you order a bowl and you get guac and you get the steak and all of a sudden it's $21. Yeah. I, I hate guac.
5: It's one of the weird things about me. I hate avocados, I hate guac. Wow. So I'm I've never had the paying the two, three dollars extra for guac thing.
2: Here's a question How long have you gone eating the same thing?
4: Like uh, I could do th- I'm just like Bridges. I could do it my whole life.
2: But how what's the longest you've actually gone of eating the same thing every day? Because I wow. know mine. What's yours? In high school, we got to leave high school to go to lunch, and I ate at the same pizza place for every day for four years. Same order.
0: Are you what? serious? Yep. That's it was called crazy. a
2: specials. Two slices of pizza, hot sauce, and blue cheese. Because I'm from upstate New York, they put it in our baby bottles up there, and uh, and a soda. It's same. Every single day, four years.
5: Okay, so was this because you said it was a special? Was it because, oh, this is a great special for $5, or was it because this is so delicious, I have to have this every day?
2: I mean, both. (laughs) Wow. It was delicious. I also grew up in upstate New York, so it wasn't that expensive. I wasn't living in a big city. Um, But that wasn't, it really wasn't the price. It was the deliciousness of the pizza, unfortunately the place is closed down.
5: I mean, I used to get the, when they used to be on the dollar menu, the the McChicken was the go-to for the, you know, not having money, teenager. But how in New many York days City. in a row did you eat it? I mean, I, I it, on the worst run, I probably did about three or four days. I I can't see years or months. That's yeah. crazy to me. What's a big chicken? It's just a it's the it's the it's, the, it's a chicken sandwich. It's a it's a very thin patty because they're not going to give you a lot. But it's a chicken <laughs> sandwich, lettuce, mayo, toasted bun. That's it.
4: Mayo. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. And it used awesome.
5: to be it used to be fire. And then I I had a McChicken like. I don't know, three four months ago, like similar to Mikhail Bridges. I don't know what McDonald's is doing, but they spike the prices and it, it don't hit the same.
2: No, unless they want to be a sponsor of the show, in which case we love it. Yes, um, of course, I'm loving it. Anyone else? Can you top me? Same place, four years. Definitely in a row? not.
0: I mean, I've definitely had like something three times in a week, but never consecutive days and weeks and months and years. I think maybe a
4: poll question. Maybe five days. But that's it. Okay, what was it? It was similar to you. We were able to go out, and they opened up a Subway by, by the you school. You ate Subway
2: every day for five days. For five right?
4: days. Okay. The buffalo chicken uh, sandwich. Yeah. I could eat Chipotle many days in a row. Really? I, I have to be honest. I've been eating a lot on jury duty. <laughs> Not the greatest food right before you're about to sit there for four hours. Of <laughs> i <imagine>. I'm sure. <laughs> Well, we Bridges
5: skips the, be- the beans, which I, I thought was a... <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. A, Smuts. No, no, no I learned something
4: part. there. I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable sitting here in this jury box.
2: <laughs> it's the best way to get off jury duty, finally. Like, oh, my gosh. As get as this guy's stinky butt out of here. As
4: soon as I heard he <laughs> ate Chipotle every day, I'm like, is
5: he living in the bathroom? Like, what's going on? Then I heard the no beans. I'm but, like, you know what? That's the only way he could do this. My daughter
4: is right with him. She would order it seven days. She does on DoorDash. Chipotle, <laughs> like, you know. All right. How that do you Mexican say this is... Chipotle. Yeah. yeah. Chipotle. Oh, there there you go. There we go. You go. Anyway, she orders it five times a week, so Next she's right colors. there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, yes?
0: Uh, there was some actual NBA action last night. The Suns outscored the Blazers. <laughs> the Cowbridge one... in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, 109-89 for their fourth straight win. Kevin Durant did not play with right hamstring tightness, and Christian McCaffrey <laughs> will not play this week a mild right calf strain for him. The Niners expect him back. Good to go at practice during their that's, bye week.
4: That McCaffrey thing, that's a fake, right? Is he really hurt at all? Or
0: I thought he didn't finish their last game. Oh, he did not finish
4: the game the last game.
0: Yeah, so it's it's real-ish.
4: There was a guy at the Suns game last night that went viral who they... they Played the music and everyone was going nuts. Instead of dancing, he did a Rubik's Cube in real time during the commercial break. It's the greatest achievement I've seen in an NBA Uh. game this year. (laughs) 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 It's the most exciting thing that's happened in a single regular season NBA game. He's the rookie of the year.
2: Got another, uh, another thing that went viral last night. Boobies. Something tells <laughs> me, yep. Oh.
0: Get the dump on red.
4: Oh, you mean something the something uh, tells me the it's going to get a,
2: a few more no. views. Oh. Okay, I'll
4: spell it for you. T. The-
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Where. <laughs> I didn't see that. I saw the so cheerleaders. He can't dump
2: that because he's feverishly searching the internet.
0: <laughs> Racing black swan and going.
2: All right. Multiple windows up. You know, the incognito windows don't matter. You know, they're still tracking. i have 50
4: pop-ups right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: uh, yep. Some woman. It, I think it was Bourbon Street. Yeah. Looked like Bourbon Street. <laughs> and uh, shocker. Sugar Bowl. Yeah,
5: Sugar Bowl. There you go. And
2: she was definitely could see like a monitor or something where the the camera was like swooping over. And she's got a grenade basically in one hand, the drink, like under one elbow. And then just as the camera goes by, boop, just pulls the shirt right down.
4: Wow. I thought you were talking about the Alabama cheerleaders. Did you guys see that?
2: I did not see that. No.
4: Where's that? (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: they went Pete's to the Alabama Trailers. <laughs> the <Wow>. Alabama Trailers <laughs> did a move, did
4: yeah. a dance move <laughs> that was not for TV. Pete's <laughs> mess <laughs> off-season rumor page Pete. just got closed down <laughs> for this research. The
2: yeah, engineering. <laughs> 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 probably gonna, not gonna have any
4: music uh, next week. Uh, first time Pete's been out
2: of the house in a month. <laughs> Look it up, smut, on a work computer. Eight five five two one two. Thank you. Both. That's a good word, by the way. <laughs> 855-212. <a> <laughs> for CBS, the Tiffany Network. Lot to do, including bad behavior from one NFL owner. All that. Your phone calls next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio.
1: Call from
0: mom. Answer it.
1: Call silenced.
2: Welcome back, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. In case you're wondering, according to The Athletic and Chase Winovich, remember the uh, linebacker from Michigan? According to his Instagram, which now I'm seeing on The Athletic, which is a credible news website, Connor Stallions was at the game last night, was at the Michigan-Alabama game. The man at the center of the sign-stealing scandal was there, not on the sidelines, he was in the stands, but there wearing Michigan stuff.
4: Oh, boy. Well, at least he was wearing <laughs> Michigan stuff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he was wearing Alabama stuff. Yeah, I we don't understand why awesome. he was there.
4: Wasn't he at the uh, Washington-Texas game stealing something <laughs> <laughs> for,
2: for his next future employer? You
4: know what would have been awesome? If there would have been a
5: moment where Jim Harbaugh is on there and to a Rocky 5, where Rocky's sitting there waiting for Tommy Gunn to congratulate him. He's I want to thank one man and he thanks Jay Harbaugh for surviving our survival. special teams issues. Like oh, yeah. like Connor Stallion sitting there waiting for that opportunity to get that thanks, oh, and then yeah, it doesn't and it never happen. Comes. Yeah, no. I was like that would have been perfect knowing that he was there. Now nah, he could have been standing, in the, sitting in the stands, waiting for someone to give him that uh, stand for approval.
2: Man, Jim Harbaugh not rooting for him. John Harbaugh. On the other hand, has the Ravens securing the number one overall seed in the AFC. Kayvon is in Baltimore, happy about that. Kayvon, good morning. Hey Vaughn, you there, pal? I gotta put you on hold. What do you think he was doing? Rummaging around for keys or something? Uh, Michael is in Las Vegas, happy with what he saw from Michael Penix yesterday. In the Huskies went over Texas. Hey Michael, how are you?
5: Hi, you too. Glad you're back. Um, they just I just got hired as the new GM for the Raiders, so we <laughs>
2: wow,
5: <laughs> amazing. Congrats. We don't want <laughs> we don't want Jim Hartsheet. As our coach. Okay. Although I am glad he beat uh, Nick Saban, who uh, I think he's overrated because he's always got the biggest players. Of course he's going to win. I don't think he's innovative. I mean, innovative coaches are like Bill Walsh and Kalen DeBoer.
2: Oh, but Saban's a defensive guy.
5: No, but that's what I'm saying. He didn't have anything. Anyways, um, my quarterback, I do want Michael Saber Jr. as our next quarterback.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Michael, you got all the lines today. Good for you. Thank you so much for the phone call. You've got all the zingers ready to go.
4: I was actually dreaming about that last night. Penix dropping the ball into Devontae Adams. Oh, that would be so beautiful!
2: Okay, well, are we sure Devontae Adams is going to be there? Does he I want any part of what the future of the Raiders is going to be?
4: I, I don't know. He's so, he's still there now, is it? I don't know why he's there now. <laughs> <laughs> so he shouldn't be there this season. Hey. So if he, he comes back... I just think uh, I was watching the Washington game. Can you imagine him? The way that Penix drops the ball in there for the tall, talented receivers would be amazing.
2: No, he's great. And I just wonder how scared away our team's going to be by the knee injuries and the shoulder. Because if you're not, let's just say he has no injury history and you're just watching Michael Penix. He's the guy you want in the NFL. I mean, you talk about the catchable ball, like the one that Tua Mm. throws and things like that. I mean, I know they're both lefties. Maybe that's why I'm thinking it. This is, that's the guy I want to catch passes from. Michael Penix.
4: Yeah, I mean, the other quarterbacks throw great balls, too. So it's hard to say. It's a good quarterback class.
2: Coming up, a lot more on the college football playoff semifinals from last night. The fallout, the implication. Also got some Dallas Cowboys news for you, too. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio.